We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon fans, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Appreciate you guys taking some time out of your day to talk some duck football with me. We got a big show for you guys in store. Um, but before we get to that, quick reminder, do me a favor, take a second out of your day, hit that like button, like the video, and subscribe to the channel, and let me know your thoughts on Dan Lanning hiring Alik Terry as the new offensive line coach for the Oregon Ducks football team. That is the focal point of today's episode. We're going to be breaking down the hire from every angle, talk about who Alik Terry is and what he brings to this Oregon football program. That's how we say it around here, program. Um, you guys know that that's how Dan Lanning likes to say it. So, you know, we got to we gotta trickle it over into the podcast. So, Let's get into this. Uh, so the news coming out on Valentine's Day, Tuesday, February 14th. It is Wednesday, February 15th as I record this. And we're going to be breaking down this hire. Let's talk a little bit about who Alik Terry is. Um, we're going to run through some of his previous coaching stops. He most recently coached on the Minnesota Vikings at the NFL level as an assistant defensive line coach which I think uh, I'm actually going to go through the stops and then I'll kind of talk about why I think his experience is such an asset for Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks for Will Stein and this offense and beyond. So coached on the Vikings. Uh, and then he was before that, he was the offensive line coach at Hawaii in 2021. And then before that, he was a graduate assistant working with the offensive line at Oregon from 2019 through 2020. So two seasons at Oregon. He's a, a guy who is familiar with Eugene. So that's his most recent, uh, you know, that's pretty much his whole coaching history, his whole coaching resume, because he played his, uh, he played his last down of college football just six years ago uh, in 2017. Uh, he's originally from the Miami area. He was an offensive lineman. Uh, in high school, and then he played his college football for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, where he got his start in coaching. Uh, I believe it was a quality control coach. Um, so I'm just double checking that. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure he was. Let me see. Um, come on. 
uh, I'm trying to find it. All right. Well, he got his coaching start at Wake Forest where he played. Um, so that's basically the point that, that we were getting to. But let's just talk about this coaching experience. I think when you see an assistant defensive line coach get hired to coach the offensive line, it, it kind of makes you uh, scratch your head a little bit. Not shake your head, but scratch your head a little bit. Why would Dan Lanning hire an assistant defensive line coach? Well, I think it kind of answers that you answer that question when you look at the rest of his coaching resume, some of his other coaching stops uh, before he returned to Oregon. Um, I think starting things off with why I think it's valuable that he has that NFL coaching experience starting off. He has experience at all levels. He was a high school player, a college player, coached in college and coached at the NFL level. So he knows what it takes to get to the NFL. He knows what it's like to, be around defensive linemen. I, I wrote a story over on Ducks Digest, just kind of outlining a little bit about who Alik Terry is and, you know, kind of hitting on some points of his experience and kind of how this is a good situation. And basically what I was getting at with that NFL point is that he's around NFL defensive linemen. So he's learning all the techniques, all the skills, all the moves that NFL defensive linemen use to attack the offensive line. So kind of as a result, you can try to kind of factor that in and, and weave that in to see how you can, you know, how you can counter those moves by the defensive line. So I think in a similar way where you see a lot of guys playing both ways in high school, a lot of linebackers play running back, a lot of cornerbacks play a wide receiver. You kind of learn the intricacies. You learn the ins and out of the other side of the ball of the other position that you're going against. And I think that, Maybe it's not a direct comparison. Maybe it's not a direct carryover for the defensive line to the offensive line, but I think that's that's good experience to have. You want to be adding that NFL experience to your coaching staff, uh, and he's young, and he already made it onto an NFL staff, which I think says a whole heck of a lot about the kind of quality of a coach he is, what kind of football mind he is. Because I was talking to someone um, you know, around the Oregon program, and I was saying, oh, yeah, like I know he's pretty young. Um, you know, he's got to be like, you know, in his early thirties. Right. And, and they were telling me that this is a guy who's closer to like 26, 27. I'm only 25 years old. And this guy just got hired by Dan Lanning. So I was, you know, trying to do a search on his Wikipedia or find a bio to see how old elite Terry was, but that's kind of what I'm, what I've been able to gather now. So he's hardly older than me and he's coaching alongside Dan Lanning, which I think says a lot a lot, a lot about the faith that Dan Lanning has in Leak Terry and what kind of a, a coaching mind he is, what kind of a football mind he is. Keep in mind, obviously there's familiarity with Eugene because Leak Terry was at Oregon on the staff, but there's also familiarity with Dan Lanning because he was actually slated to join Dan Lanning's staff when Lanning was first assembling his coaching staff at Oregon, but then the Vikings came calling and... Um, and he ended up going uh, over to Minnesota. So it's it, there's some familiarity with Lanning too, which is why I, in part in reason, which is part of the reason that I listed Elite Terry as you know one of my main guys to watch in Oregon's search for an, an offensive coordinator. So we've talked a little bit about the NFL experience. I want to talk a little bit more about his time on the Oregon staff as a GA from 2019 to 2020. Um. I mean, last year was one of the best years we've seen in terms of offensive line play at Oregon. But even before Adrian Clem came to Oregon, you know, he did a great job. Wish him all the best at the NFL level working with the Patriots. 
but the the bar was pretty high even before Clem got to Oregon, and that was when Oregon's offensive line was dominant, right? You you have you had Alex Mirabal and and Mario Cristobal on that staff leading the offensive line, and even though I think the overall on field product of the team of the offense in particular left a lot to be desired in terms of having a good run game and having a good pass game. I think if you've been watching or if you watched Oregon football during those years, you would agree with me that those weren't up to standard, but the offensive line can only do so much. You know, they're not making the 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 passes out there. They're not calling the plays. They're not catching the ball. They're not running the ball. They're just mauling and then putting guys on their backs and just having good blocks. So what I'm saying is that the offensive line was so solid already. It was at pretty much an elite level when Alik Terry was at Oregon and he was getting to learn from, from some of the best coaches in the profession at offensive line, Alex Mirabal, Mario Cristobal, they are phenomenal offensive line coaches. You know, Miami wasn't great last year, but at Oregon, I think we really saw, you know, what they were capable of putting together. So they're going to get all the credit. They deserve all the credit or a lot of credit, I should say for the offensive line that they put together at Oregon in 2019 in 2020 but who was a I wasn't I was gonna say fly on the wall but fly on the wall doesn't even make sense to to I feel like that's not fair but Alik Terry was in all of that he was learning from Mario Cristobal he was learning from Alex Mirabal and I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say he probably took a thing or two from his two years under those coaches uh, at Oregon. He's probably implemented that into his own coaching philosophy just as a football coach. I, I bet that there's a lot of things that he learned from his time at Oregon that he implemented when he was at Hawaii in 2021, leading his own offensive line room. Uh, I think that that's really important too, that even though he's a young coach, Lenning's not just handing the reins of his offensive line over to some young guy who who hasn't done it before. Alik Terry has done it before. He has led his own offensive line room. And sure, Hawaii isn't a college football powerhouse, but that's a Power 5 program. That's a D1 program that I think still brings you valuable experience. You know, getting to go through a whole season, getting to to work with another college staff, to understand the recruiting process, which I'm sure he learned plenty about when he was at Oregon. We're going to talk about some recruiting upside later on in this episode. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But I think that all of his experience, you know, that the coaches that he's been around Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal, um, that, that Minnesota Vikings staff, you know, being around multiple levels of football, I feel like that's all just raising the floor and the ceiling. You could argue for Alik Terry. And I feel like that's kind of what makes him in part a very solid hire for Oregon. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say he's a phenomenal coach and he's going to be the the best guy to ever do it at Oregon. I don't want to get ahead of myself. You know, there's still football to be played. There's still, you know, an offensive line rotation that has to be figured out with, with a lot of new faces. Um, but I'm just trying to kind of explain why I think this there's this is a very high upside hire. You know, it's a it's a very intriguing hire for Dan Lanning, and and it's one that I think can can pay off a lot. Um, 
We've talked a little bit about the familiarity with Eugene. You know, this is a guy who who knows the ins and outs of Eugene. He knows what it's like as a as a city, as a as a college town. He he knows what Oregon football means to the the Eugene community. Uh, he knows the standard. He he's you know he probably saw what Oregon did last year, and he's been around the room when it was you know really really elite during his time at Oregon. You know when they had three All Americans on the team with with Panay Sewell with Calvin Throckmorton, with, with, with Shane Lemieux. You know, those were some of the best offensive linemen that have come through Oregon in recent years. I mean, you could probably make the argument that Panay Sewell might be one of the best, if not the best, linemen to ever come through Oregon. Um, maybe I need to look a little bit farther back in my history to, to you know, fully answer that question. But but Elik Terry is coming back to Eugene with a bunch of familiarity, and and he's hungry, man. He's, he's hungry to to keep elevating that standard. And he knows what it means to, to meet that standard from his time on the, the staff at Oregon. Now we're going to talk a little bit about some of the, um, some of the recruiting upside um, because Alik Terry is originally from Miami. And I think one of the things that makes this uh, an interesting hire when you're looking at the recruiting potential is that, it, it kind of gives you an opportunity, gives Oregon an opportunity to more or less pick up where Adrian Clem left off. And let me be clear that I'm not saying Alik Terry is going to be a, the equivalent of Adrian Clem on the recruiting trail. What I'm trying to say with this point is that Adrian Clem was one of those main guys on the Oregon staff that had those connections in Florida, had those connections in the Sunshine State. You go over in 2023, you look at the recent work that Oregon was able to do in the recruiting trail. You you go out and you get your Norris Wilson, um, you know, uh, an intriguing offensive lineman out of Lakeland, Florida. Uh, same high school as Cormani McLean, the nation's number one corner. He's heading to Colorado. Janoris Wilson just won a state title with that guy. Uh, Janoris Wilson is someone who, you know, he, he has some background as a rustler, which I think makes it even more more of an upside for him and Eugene, you know, having guys that that know how to, you know, kind of utilize leverage that have that bend. You know, you talk about bend all the time with edge rushers. Offensive linemen need that, too, to be able to kind of counter those moves. So a really, really athletic guy and Adrian Clem goes into Florida to get him. Adrian Clem extends an offer to, to 2025 Tampa, Tampa Catholic uh, or sorry, Tampa Tech. Um, Tampa Bay Tech wide receiver Dallas Wilson. He commits on the spot after getting that that offer. You know, that was one that he was very much waiting for and pretty much saying in the age of social media, if I get that Oregon offer, I'm gonna take it. But what the point I'm trying to make here is that adding the guy like Elite Terry with those ties to Florida allows you to try to keep keep some of that momentum bottled up and and carry it forward. And at the end of the day, regardless who's on this Oregon staff and regardless of where they're from and where they have those connections, you want to still take those shots. You still want to take those shots at those big guys, at those those five-star guys, at your your Samson Okunlola's from, from last year, you know, all the way out on, on the East Coast. Um, you know, your Miles McVeigh, a guy from uh, the, the St. Louis area, I believe. Um, you know, there were like, you know, your Caden Proctors, right? And I think that Oregon was in a really good spot to flip Caden Proctor from Iowa until he went out to Tuscaloosa to visit Alabama and the Crimson Tide. And then that one, you know, when Alabama gets involved, it's, it's hard to uh, contend with Nick Saban and the Tide. But 
I think that I think that Elite Terry's Florida ties could really come in handy here. I'm not saying that he's gonna be, you know, the the best recruiter on the staff, but I think that's something more and more the the more that I've kind of gotten into this profession and you know tried to understand the links between recruiting and and staff hires. You want to build out your staff with guys that are connected across the country. Like just looking a little bit closer at this current Oregon staff, right? Um, you know, I'm out in Long Beach in Southern California, and there's a bunch of guys on this staff for, under Dan Lanning that are connected out here, right? Um, you have Demetrius Martin, who was just named the Pac-12 Recruiter of the Year by 247 Sports. He's from Pasadena. He's a SoCal guy. You have Rashad Wadud, who came over from Long Beach Poly, uh, where the Ducks got uh, Dalen Austin, and they got Roderick Pleasant out of Unipro Serra and Gardena. You have Tosh Lapoy, who's super connected in, in California and throughout that state. And then you have Will Stein in, uh, you know, the new offensive coordinator for Oregon. He's really connected in, in Texas. That's, you know, his, his area, right, coming over from, from UTSA out there in San Antonio. So I think that – and then you also have Carlos Lachlan, who's, uh, you know, from Birmingham. Um, and, you know, Oregon has gotten two running backs that are looking really, really promising. And Jordan James, who's already at Oregon and played – and, uh, from Tennessee and you have Dante Dowdell in 2023 from the, from the state of Mississippi. So, you know, you see that way that coaches are able to, to you know, lean into to their, uh, you know, home areas, the regions that they're connected in. Um, and you, like you also saw with Will Stein good, going to get a uh, Austin Novosad um, from, from their connections out there in the Lone Star state in Texas. So it really makes a lot of sense. And I'm not saying that Oregon's going to just, you know, ramp up getting a bunch of Florida guys, but, you still got to take those shots and Oregon's going to keep doing that. You know, you're going to have your bread and butter on the West coast in California. Uh, you're going to get those guys out of Oregon when they're, you know, at that level, Washington's a state that's showing a lot of upside, Arizona, Arizona, the whole desert ducks movement. That's something that the staff is absolutely prioritizing. You're going to make a living a little bit in Utah, looking for, for some big offensive and defensive linemen. Um, you know, you have uh, Tevito Pome, who comes out of the Leighton Christian Academy in Utah in the 2023 class. You have Spencer Fano, um, who was a, a big-time offensive lineman that Oregon was going after out of the state of Utah, ultimately ended up staying in-state with the Utes. Um, but, yeah, that's just that's just an interesting dynamic when it comes to recruiting. You've got to keep taking those shots at those big names, those big guys on the recruiting trail, even if they are a little bit of a reach you got to give yourself a chance and at least offer them, pursue them, get them out for visits. And I think that Elite Terry helps Oregon do just that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Another thing I want to talk about here. The elite Terry, elite Terry hire. Let's, let's rewind that a little bit. The elite Terry hire is maybe a hire that is representative of a theme that we're seeing uh, early on in Dan Lanning's tenure. And that's a youth movement. That's the only other way you can really put it. I'm not saying the entire staff is, is, you know, super young. Adrian Clem was certainly one of the older members of the coaching staff during his time in Eugene, you know, Tosh Lapoy isn't super old, but he's definitely experienced. I want to say he's in his forties. Tony Tuioti is another veteran guy. Demetrius Martin is another veteran guy. But Lanning's had to make some pretty big hires, and he has, in large part, made a lot of, he's kind of given a lot of young guys their shot. And it's not a huge surprise because he's young himself. Oregon is, Oregon did give Dan Lanning his first shot as a head coach, you know, saying, hey, I see what you're doing over there at Georgia. I see your impressive track record of developing guys, sending guys to the league recruiting guys at a high level at Georgia, come over here and and pick up where Mario Cristobal left off. Mario Cristobal definitely laid that blueprint, and you can clearly see Dan Lenning just taking it to another level. I mean, say what you want about last season, and there being some disappointing losses to Washington, to Oregon State, but 10 wins in your first season as a head coach uh, across the country, You know, not even necessarily being a West Coast guy, and signing the top recruiting class in your conference in your first full cycle, that is a darn impressive start. So Dan Lanning got his first shot as a head coach, a very, very young head coach, and now he's kind of you know, sharing the love, so to speak, right? He's given some of these other coaches their first shot. He has to find an offensive coordinator. <coughs> Excuse me, I usually mute myself when I cough. Has to find an offensive coordinator, goes out and hires Kenny Dillingham, a young, young guy from Florida State who, you know, that hire, I think, raised a lot of eyebrows. You didn't really know how it was going to go. I wouldn't say you were doubting it, but I don't think a lot of people would have been shocked if Kenny Dillingham's one year in Eugene wasn't nearly as successful as it was, but that wasn't the case. Kenny Dillingham got to Eugene and just tore it up, lit up defenses in the Pac-12 with with Bo Nix, revitalized his career. And, you know, Lanny was talking about how when Adrian Clem was getting interviewed, it says a lot about the staff that he's assembled, about the team at Oregon that, you know, you're doing something right. It speaks highly of your staff when other teams and, you know, other organizations in the NFL ranks are coming in and, and, you know, trying to take a look at your guys. And he was saying, he was, he was talking about this on national signing day, I think, um, or during the the national signing day show um, on duck insider, I think I'm trying to remember the right show, but they, you know, Joey Mack does a great job over there and you guys should definitely go check out his show. If you haven't, he was saying more along the lines of, you know, I want to build my staff with, with great people, but but ultimately I want the coaches that I bring on my team, the coaches that join my squad to be able to, you know, ultimately get where they want to go. And he's fully aware, even as a pretty young head coach, right, that 
that might mean that Oregon isn't necessarily where everybody wants to go. Um, so I think that his, his hiring process is obviously very thorough. He's not a coach that's gonna, he knew he had to act fast with this hire, but he didn't rush into it. Um, so we hired Dillingham who was a young guy that worked out and then he needed to find his successor and he hired another young up and coming coach and Will Stein, who's, who's obviously had some, some early success at UTSA. Um, you know, and I think he fielded an offense that, that ranked, you know, within the top 25 and in, in most offensive statistical categories. And then now Adrian Clem leaves and he has to find another coach and he's hiring Leak Terry, um, you know, another young guy. So this offseason represents a test for Dan Lanning. It absolutely represents a test for Dan Lanning because, you know, I remember when um, when Dillingham left, I want to say, or maybe it was, I think it was during early signing period when he was getting asked about the Adrian Clem interviews and, and, and all that stuff. And he was basically saying, you know, I brought in some guys that, you know, some people were kind of, I'm paraphrasing here, this isn't word for word, but Lanning was saying, but he was basically saying, you know, hey, I had to bring in some guys. I found them. I tabbed them as the guys. I thought that they were, you know, the, the right answer. And, and those worked out pretty well. Um, and I think he also might've been saying that about the, the transfer portal guys, but I think my point's getting across, you know, there's a reason to be confident in Dan Lanning from the pieces that he's brought in, whether it be from the transfer portal, whether it be to, uh, you know, bolster his coaching staff to bolster his recruiting staff too. I mean, that's another thing that's super, super important that we have to to you know talk about. We're talking about how he's assembled his coaching staff, but another huge part of you know the operation, a huge piece of the puzzle, is building out that recruiting staff. And he he brought uh, Marshall Malko in, and you know anywhere that guy's been. It's just been elite classes and there's no reason that that shouldn't continue at Oregon. And, you know, there's a lot of really strong members of that recruiting staff, you know, too, too many to name. Um, but, you know, they're doing a bunch of work, you know, busting their tails behind the scenes, you know, getting all these guys out for visits, just the, the detail on the itinerary, everything that goes into recruiting. There's so many pieces of the puzzle. So this is a huge test for, for Dan Lanning, just, you know, in today's era of college football, you know, navigating transfers, navigating coaching departures, there's so much on his plate. And I think that he's done a good job so far. You know, I'm not all about, you know, just singing the coach's praises. You got to be critical when, you know, when there's, um, you know, mistakes and, uh, you know, you got to kind of hold, hold coaches to that standard. Right. But so far he's doing, he's doing the right things. And I think that he's uh, made some moves that should inspire a lot of confidence uh, for Oregon. Just to talk a little bit more about elite Terry, don't want to get too sidetracked. Um, look at the talent that he has to work with. I mean, sure, Adrian Clem left after just one year, but look at all the pieces that he added. He added Josh Connerly, Connerly while he was on the staff, and then um, you know added I want to say five or six high school offensive linemen uh, from the class of 2023 that are going to be coming to Oregon. Some of them are already um, enrolled, like Iapani Laulaulu from Hawaii. He's already enrolled. And then you also have to look like you have to look at some of the guys that Clem was able to add from the transfer portal before he left. Um, and you're looking at Ajani Cornelius and Junior Angelout. So you already have, you know, two guys that come in from the portal that should be uh, day one contributors, you know, day one starters. Um, Angelout was a little bit banged up last year, so he didn't play a whole lot. But Ajani Cornelius is one of the most highly coveted names in the transfer portal at that offensive tackle position. So 
you know, that that's a valuable piece that they wanted to bring in to, to make sure that Bo Nix had some good protection. I'm sure that that was a big piece for, for Bo Nix coming back. But you got Cornelius, you got Angelau, you have Jackson Powers Johnson, who, who played a lot last year and is definitely one of the best offensive linemen on that team for Oregon. Probably working on the interior. Maybe he's going to be the next center for Oregon with Alex Forsyth leaving. Uh, and then you also have Marcus Harper II, who comes back. And he was a tremendous success for, for Oregon's offensive line last year. Keep in mind, he wasn't even the guy that was projected to play a whole lot. He came into play because Stephen Jones got hurt. And Stephen Jones is coming back. And Marcus Harper absolutely deserves a seat at the table um, You know, in that discussion for uh, someone on that starting offensive line for Oregon. And then, oh, you also have former five-star number one offensive tackle in the country, Josh Connolly Jr., who played a lot as a freshman in that 14-J jumbo formation. He's back too. So I think that this is an awesome situation for uh, for Alik Terry to enter, and he has previous connections with some of those guys uh, in that offensive line room from his time at Oregon. You know, Oregon is losing a lot of guys from last season because of the, uh, you know, some guys are graduating, some guys are going into the NFL exhausting their eligibility, what have you. But this is a great situation for a leak Terry to go into. I don't know if you'd be hard-pressed to find a better situation to go into as an offensive line coach at Oregon, even though Oregon's losing so many of its best pieces. The cupboard's not bare, folks. It is far, far from bare. And um, and it's going to be – I think it's, it's, it's just on the trajectory to go up even more because – what do they say about young guys in the era of, of college football today and today's college football coaching carousel? Young guys can recruit. Young guys can relate to the players well. He's a former player himself not too long ago. So if these guys will come to him with, with you know the challenges that they're facing, being a student athlete, being a college football player, and he's going to be able to identify with those guys and relate to them because he was in their shoes not too long ago. So a league Terry could get to Oregon. And there's no reason that he couldn't be the hungriest guy on that staff when it comes to recruiting. Um, you know, there's so many big names on that staff as coaches, as on-field guys and guys that can recruit. There's so many guys that have done it for a long time. And he's just going to look at the, the people that he's surrounding himself with. You know, that's one of the biggest things that I think really helps Dan Lanning when he's building out the staff and why he should be confident, even though it's a really young guy, look at all the people around him. You have Carlos Lachlan, you have junior Adams, Drew Maringer, Will Stein, obviously Lanning's running the whole operation, making sure things uh, are, are running. So there's just so many reasons that this elite Terry hire could and should be a success for Oregon and Dan Lanning. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I'm trying to think of the uh, expression. Um, I, I, I don't want to say anything too early. I'm just saying that I really feel like there's so many reasons why Oregon and Dan Lanning and Oregon fans should be encouraged by this elite Terry hire. And hopefully that's what you guys are feeling after watching this. I think that there's definitely reason to be, curious i don't know if skeptical is the right word because that kind of maybe implies a little bit of doubt but there's a lot of reasons that this elite terry hire could be a massive success for dan lanning and the oregon ducks so had a lot of fun breaking things down on, on this episode of the pod talking about the elite terry hire as the new offensive court offensive line coach excuse me for dan lanning and the oregon ducks 
But I think that's going to wrap it on today's episode of the podcast, of the Ducks Dish podcast. Again, friendly reminder, smash that like button on the video and subscribe to my YouTube channel. You guys can always find me on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Make sure you follow and subscribe to the Ducks Dish podcast. And do me a favor, share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, with other Duck fans. Tremendously appreciate your guys' support, allowing me to to do what I do covering uh, Oregon football on the gridiron and on the recruiting trail. Thank you guys so much for listening and taking some time out of your day to talk ball on the Ducks Dish podcast. And we will see you in the next episode. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.